What's up, guys? This is the Talk in the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey. I am joined by my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson, and we have a very special guest on with us. We have Jacoby Stevens, LSU, defensive back, linebacker. He is a do-it-all defender for LSU, and we can't wait to have him on the show. Uh, Jacoby, man, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How about you? How about you? We are hanging in there. Uh, I'm in Virginia. Cole's in Dallas, so we're both dealing with snow and ice right now. I think you're kind of <laughs> in between. You might be dealing with some of that too, but um, yeah, it's been a it's been a hectic week. I'll, I'll say that with all the power outages and everything. But for sure, um, man, I wanted to start. I, I know you know you played football in LSU, uh, at LSU in Louisiana the last few years. Where are you currently training at right now, and uh, what's the whole process been uh, for you pre- preparing for your pro day? Yes, I'm training uh, at Limitless Performance in Covington, Louisiana. Um, and really and truly, uh, I, that's all I do. I, all I do is train. I, you know, I, I wake <laughs> up, get me, eat, eat me some breakfast, and I uh, work out. And I go back, do some recovery, and uh, go back, work out again. You know, try to sneak a nap in and then work out again. I work out three times a day. And really this whole process is about working out uh, and, and molding my body and, and making sure – you know that everything is ready to go come uh, pro day. So I'm just curious, since you, you know, obviously have been playing football in Louisiana the the past few years, was working out in Louisiana something you wanted to do? Stay close to home, stay kind of close to things you're familiar with, or was that an agency thing? Like, how did it work out for you to start training for the combine and everything in Louisiana? Well, with my agency, I, I, you know, I, I'm uh, signed under A3. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they allowed me to pick where I wanted to uh, work cool. out. Um, and uh, choosing limitless performance, I, I chose uh, uh, that, you know, I, I chose them just because, you know, I already had a relationship with them, and they're very good with what they do. Um, I saw the differences in my body uh, during the 2019 season, um, just how uh, I was able, was able to move and, and get around. Um, so, you know, and, and, and the guy that, you know, that runs, uh, runs limitless performance, Kenny, uh, Kenny he uh, knows what he's talking about. And I mean, literally in a month, you know, you know, going to the senior ball, I, I go back and I kind of look at some people and, you know, there were no changes in their body due to, you know, wherever they went to go train. Right. But, you know, you know, uh, you know, with me, you know, I, I can feel the changes. I can see the changes in my body in, 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 uh, in a month's time. So, uh, you know, I, I felt like uh, going to Limitless and going to somebody that I already had a relationship with, he already knew how my body was, he already knew how my body worked. Um, you know, that, that was an advantage. For sure. Um, I know you're, you know, obviously when you first started there, um, probably pre-senior bowl, it still wasn't announced that the combine wasn't going to happen. So you were training, training for the combine, and obviously you have a pro day. Um, do you know when your pro day is? Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure LSU's pro day is March 31st. That's what I've been told. Okay. Um, I don't know if LSU released that date yet, but that's what uh, they've told us. Okay, and, and I guess my next question for you is: Is you you've been training? You're probably training for the combine, doing all that, and a lot of the same things you do at the combine, you will do at your pro day. Um, is that kind? Of, have you been working more on the drills as far as like positional drills, or have you been, have you been doing a lot of work on just like your forty starts and your your explosive jumps and all that sort of thing, like getting the the actual athletic drills down pat more so than the positional drills. Right. So for me and, and for this process, guys have to understand that it's all about asking questions. Um, and, I'm sorry, not asking questions, answering questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, one of the questions I have to answer is, can I move? Am I, and am I an athlete? 
So right. for me, is that uh, I'm going to focus. I'm going to uh, focus on those questions to answer, and th- and that's what me and my trainer. That's what we've been doing this whole off season. Uh, this this whole uh, process is uh, making sure that I'm able to answer those questions and being able to uh, put a performance on uh, March 31st and be able to you know steal the show from some big names that's going to be there at LSU. Hey, what's up, Jacoby? Um, this is Cole. I was just wondering, you know, you kind of touched on it just a second ago, wanting to move, prove that you can move. Um, you're obviously a very first, first tall player at LSU. You were uh, all over the field, all over that defense for Ed Orgeron, uh, making plays. Is there anything specifically that you're wanting to prove at your pro day? Is there anything you're, like, wanting to, I guess, train? Is there any specific drills that you're wanting to uh, work on to – catch the attention of scouts obviously the pro day is more important than it ever has been um with the unusual offseason unusual uh draft process right um in, th- in this situation i just want to prove what i already know yeah um, i already know that i'm a uh i'm a, a i'm a high class top tier athlete uh, mm-hmm. i want to prove to you know i want to prove to them that you know and, I, and that i already know that i can play any position uh in the nfl uh you know when, yeah. it, when it comes to being versatile uh, you know, when you look, go look at my film, you go look at my production, there's nobody else in this draft that shares my production or that comes close to it. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. about guys being versatile uh, and being able to play safety a linebacker, but when they play safety, they've, they've never covered the middle of the field. They've never been right. in the uh, half. So, mm-hmm. uh, for me, that's more playing just in-the-box linebacker. Uh, those are the things that I've done, and those are the things that I'm looking to prove in my pro day. Yeah. Um, speaking on that, um I was just curious, is there a certain way, certain position you prefer playing for at LSU? Is there something you think you excel at better than the other? Or are you kind of open to, you know, playing wherever uh, the league wants you at? Wherever, whatever team uh, drafts me, that, that's one thing they, uh, that I hope a team understands is that I'm a, always I'm, I'm a team-first guy. I'm an organization-first uh, guy. So yeah. wherever they need me to play. And, and that's really how it happened at LSU. Uh, you know, Coach Aranda, Coach O. Uh, they asked me to play multiple uh, different uh, different positions. Uh, I mean, they you know you know when I came in as a recruit, they asked me to play uh, receiver. They asked me to play tight end. They play, asked me to play a little bit of H back, and I was yes sir about it. And you know when uh, you know we had a couple of injuries on the defense side of the ball, Coach O asked me to move back to defense, and I play outside linebacker. I went to the outside linebacker room for a while, and uh, I ended up going back to the safety room for a while, but. Um, you know, I'm always open to play. At the end of the day, football, the game of football is something that I love, and football is going to be football regardless of what position that you play. And I'm just blessed with the ability to be able to play multiple positions. Yeah, that that that's a lot of – you mentioned so much there that, that really tells a great story. Um, I did want to ask you, you kind of you hinted at it a little bit, but uh, you talked about your recruiting process a little bit coming into LSU. You know, they wanted you to play multiple roles, some, some offense, some defense, you know, kind of moving all over the place. Can you take us through your recruiting process a little bit? I know you're one of the highest touted recruits coming out in your class. Uh, you kind of had the pick of the litter as far as where you wanted to go. What led you to LSU and what maybe, you know, what was the deciding factor in that picking LSU over some of the better, you know, some of the other, uh, some of the best other teams in the country like Ohio State, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on. What, what, what made you go to LSU? Well, first I know you threw Ohio State in there, but uh, I, I wouldn't do I wouldn't hear, wouldn't be here uh, doing my due diligence if I didn't say that I'm always a uh, always an SEC guy. Uh, <laughs> me, going to, me going to a school outside the SEC was never going to be an option. 
Um, but, uh, you know, the reason why I chose LSU over the likes of the Alabamas, the Georgias, and the Auburns is because um, LSU was, you know, LSU was my dream school. LSU was always a school that I dreamt of going to, just not um, because of the players, just because for me it's almost going back home um, in a sense because of that's where my mom and dad grew up and that's where they were born and raised. That's where my grandmother and my cousins and my aunts and uncles, that's where they they were. So, so the being uh, being able to go back there and being able to play, uh, you know, four years of football in front of them uh, was a special moment. Um, but it, uh, like I said, uh, like I said, LSU is is was definitely my uh, dream school. But uh, you know, it, it, it uh, other other teams definitely pushed and tried to get me to go there. But at the end of the day, uh, me being like you know being a kid at heart, you know, I chose LSU over those type of schools. I gotta, I gotta ask: Is LSU <laughs> DBU? Oh man! Oh, without, without a doubt. I, mean, I, I, you know, I was expecting you know, that to be your answer to my last question. I was like, "Why did you pick oh. LSU?" I was just, I was just waiting for because <laughs> oh. it's DBU. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, I mean that that was uh, that was a decided factor in it as well. I mean, I know there's <laughs> That's a couple like of other schools. There's a couple of other schools that try to say that they're DBU, but when when you know when you look at, you know. You ask them to name a list of players of uh, the DBs they uh, produce. You know they're they're budding stars. I mean, you you ask about uh, you ask about players that LSU produce uh, DBs. You can automatically go to Patrick Peterson. You can go to you can go to Tyron Matthew. Yeah. I mean, you can go to uh, Eric Reed. I mean, I know people don't like him as much, but you know, shoot, he set the tackling and sack records for the yeah. uh, Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there, there's so many guys uh, out of LSU. Uh, at the DB position that you can uh, name. I mean, you want to go to our Bud Star, you, you can go to uh, Tredavious White. You can go right. to uh, Jamal Adams. You can go yep. to uh, Dante J. That is, I mean, I mean, we can we can mm. sit here and we can change the interview to a DBU conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, how many DBs we have in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for, no, for sure. We're, we're, we're real familiar with Morris Claiborne, who obviously didn't work out a whole uh-huh. lot being Dallas fans, right. but uh, – <laughs> You know, hey, he had he had some good years in the league too. But yeah, he, he's he's a he's a name you can add to the list for sure. Yeah, there's oh, a lot of names. Definitely. Yeah. So you said that uh, you know you always wanted to play in the SEC, and I kind of let that was one reason why you wanted to play for LSU. Um, some of our listeners know I I got the opportunity to work in the Mississippi State recruiting department for the last few seasons, so I obviously got to see you play up and close personal. So I have to ask. How in the world did you intercept that pass last season? That you made a national championship, a one-handed pick. I, I swear, the entire stadium, uh, Mississippi State fan, LSU fan, we all went insane. How 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 did you make that play? Um, to be honest with you, it was our reaction. Um, yeah, I you know I, I read I read the quarterback's eyes. You know, he took me to the took me to the play, mm-hmm. and I just to be honest with you, I don't, I couldn't even, I can't really tell you what was going through my head when I went up for that ball. Just be your instinct. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess that's, what, I guess that's what you can say. Um, but it's, it's funny because uh, when I did that, you know, my, my high school, Oakland High School in uh, Tennessee, uh, they put out multiple videos of me doing that in high school. So I guess, I, I like you said, I guess, I guess it is uh, some type of instinct. So. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the most impressive interceptions I've seen. So. Uh, we obviously miss you. Say we lost that game, but hats off to you, man. Uh, thank you. That's much appreciated, <laughs> <laughs> man. So I I want to get into career at LSU, the seasons at LSU. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of senior bowl and all that too. We'll get towards that to the end. But um, the okay. the first question I, I had for you is, 
obviously this season did not go as planned for you guys. I know coming off mm-hmm. a national championship year, you know, a lot of people still thought you guys had a really good chance to compete for that again, and obviously it didn't go as planned. What do you think went wrong with the LSU football team this year? I mean, obviously you lost so many guys to the NFL, and whenever that happens, it's going to be hard to replace it. But there was a lot of people asking that question. There was never really good answers. Do you have any sort of insight on maybe just what the struggles were on that football team this year? Right. Uh, I mean, when you look at the season, like you, like you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we had so many guys that love <laughs> one thing my other shoes. We bring in young guys. Right. We bring in young guys that can compete and, and that uh, are capable of carrying a team. But the biggest thing that was missing was the offseason. Right. I mean, that, and that was yeah. due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have young guys coming in, you know, at a disadvantage already with no offseason. Then you have a new defensive coordinator coming in with a new scheme. So now you don't have the older guys able to teach the younger guys uh, the scheme that was already there. So, I mean, you just had a lot of bunch of new things going on. And then, you know, you go into the hardest conference that I feel like in the country and mm-hmm. you play. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of growing pains. And, right. you know, as the season progresses, you can, you, can, you can really see the younger guys grow up. So that's why I'm really excited to see the young guys uh, this year and, and how they're going to be able to play and, uh, and produce uh, this year. But, but I think the reason why – you know, we uh, didn't live up to our own expectation, not, not the outside expectation. Why we didn't live up to our own expectation is because of the off season. And, you know, that's one of the things I said when I left to Coach Moffitt was that, um, you know, we, we really felt and people are going to really realize how important the weight coaches and the strength and conditioning staff and, the, and a, a true football off season really is now. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I wanted to get the tough question out of the way first, but let's talk about that 2019 season for for a little bit, because that was a that was I mean, again, that was the best college football team that I can remember ever watching Um, offensively, defensively. I mean, it was just there. There were no holes in that team. Um, I think it kind of shows, you know, with how many guys went into the league and how many guys LSU is going to put into the league this year. Uh, but can you just take us through a review? Uh, I mean, kind of just take us through that year. I mean, obviously it started off strong and finished even stronger. And I just, I know a lot of people haven't got to experience that national championship style of feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And I think while wow, that is so important and it, it's such an awesome feeling, there's so much work and there's so much grind that goes into getting to that point that a lot of people just aren't familiar with and don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing that I want to say is that uh, you can't do all that without practice. Uh, I mean, literally, I mean, may- maybe, you know, uh, when they do a 30 for 30, they'll show practice clips. But, man, practice practice felt like game days. I mean, do, like, even in doing the offseason, it felt like game days. Practice was fun. You look forward to practice because you always you got a game day look. I mean, you know, you, you, you as a defensive player, when you're going one, one versus one, and you, and you look across, you see the Clyde Edwards hilarity. I mean, you see the Joe Burrows. You see uh, Thaddeus Moss, Justin Jefferson, Terry. I mean, we can keep going down the list of all the guys that, you know, that you saw uh, across from the ball. And and it, and it worked vice versa because those guys, not are, they're not, they weren't going to see a Caleb Von Chase on. They weren't going to see a Grant Delpit, Christian Fulton, or Derek Stingley. So go, doing those things in practice has made us that, that much better and uh, you know, and it was the, and it was just the attitude that we had, the attitude that we weren't we weren't satisfied. Uh, we were never satisfied. Uh, I always point to this because um, you know, just to show and give an example of our mentality of that season. 
Um, but LSU plays in two big bowl, uh, two big rivalry bowl games. It's called the Magnolia Bowl and the Golden Boot Bowl or the Golden Boot Game, and it's between Arkansas and Ole Miss. And who and the winner of that game gets a trophy. And uh, I remember that 2019 uh, season. You know, we won the, We won those games, and we, you know, we won. We won those games pretty uh, handedly, and we just walked off the field. We just ignored. <laughs> we for really, we literally forgot about picking up the trophy and bringing it to the locker room because that meant the mentality that we had was, who's next? Right. You know, we're pushing yeah. on. We're not. We're not celebrating uh, this because this is not the end goal. Uh, you know, and another example I give is, I mean, th- I mean, just that mentality, that that grind and that work uh, mentality. You know, I know that I had, and the majority of the guys had. It took me a minute to relax and actually enjoy the national championship win, uh, because you're you're in that mode for so long, you're in that competitive mode for so long. It's always who's next, who's next on the list. So after we won the national championship, it really took me a while. It really took me to the parade that we had with the fans to really have that you know, pinch me moment of winning the national championship. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. For sure. Yeah, that, that, that was awesome. Um, I loved hearing, hearing you talk about that. Um, I know at the end of the year last year, obviously there was a lot of talk about you coming out into the draft last year. Uh, you decided to go back in school and you had a really good 2020 season. The team didn't, but you yourself, I thought, put a lot of good tape out there. What was the decision um, for yourself to go back to school for that 2020 year? Was it, you know, was it to get the degree or did you just feel like you had some unfinished business at LSU that you wanted to take care of? Oh yeah, I, I just think that I wasn't done with LSU. Um, I mean, like I like I like I may mention uh, before, LSU is my dream school. You know, right. and talking with Jack, talking with uh, Jack Marucci, and you know, talking with Trey White, you never get those moments back. Right. And you know, um, the, you know, the NFL isn't going anywhere. So I felt like you said, I had, I felt like I had unfinished business. I felt like I had unfinished. Uh, you know, I had more experiences that I could have uh, at LSU. You know, uh, of course, I mean. Did the uh, season uh, go as planned? Of course it didn't. But um, I, I can honestly say that as a player and as a person, I definitely grew from this season. Yeah, that that's. I really was interested to get get your answer from that question because, like I said last year, I know it was a was a great year for you, great year for LSU, and a lot of guys left. And uh, I always, I mean, again, like you don't disrespect the guys who go back to school but I always have like a little bit more respect for the guys who do go back mm-hmm. after a year like that because you're like man they're 
they're not just in it for that, you know, national championship and then, you know, right off into the sunset. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, right. I, I'm going to go back. I'm going to, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. you know, get another opportunity yeah. at it, teach somebody yeah. something. Like, yeah. there's, so, that, there's like a the, bigger picture to it. Thing. Yeah, that's the biggest thing with me. And, and that's one of the things that some of those guys, uh, you know, they're going to find out about me on the next level. For me, it's not about the money. Um, you know, you know, a lot of guys, they get the love of football and the love of money uh, intertwined and mixed up in they don't know what they really and truly desire. Uh, but for me, it's, it's all about football. Man, I'm in love with the game of football. And I just, like I said, I'm a student of the game. So, I mean, just being able to go back and just play the game that I love, uh, you know, and, you know and, I, and I wish I had, you know, I wish I had the fans, there, you know, more fans there right. for my senior yeah, year. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you get, you get what you, you know, you get what you're able to uh, have. But uh, I really definitely had a great, uh, a great, time and uh I, I felt like a wonderful career at lsu you know it's always going to hold a, a very special place in my heart but at the end of the day man i, I love the game of football <laughs> yeah you said that um obviously that national championship team took it week by week they weren't really worried about you guys weren't worried about um who was on the schedule you know you weren't worried about the magnolia bowl or whatever you weren't focused on all of that but with all of that said um was the Alabama game circled on your schedule heading into this season? I know y'all played them pretty tough the year prior. Um, the score looks a little worse than what it actually was, but that was a highly competitive game. I think it was like a 16 nothing game at halftime. You know, y'all y'all uh, forced Alabama into a lot of mistakes, um, but y'all didn't play as well as y'all would have liked, I assume. Was that game, you know, with all the uh, talent on the field on, with both teams, their receivers and offense and y'all's defense y'all's defensive backs was that a game the odds circled um they are more motivated for or was that kind of just a, like where y'all wanted to prove uh-huh. yourselves uh right or was that just a normal game for y'all uh, i'll be lying to you if i said that was a normal game i mean lsu alabama is <laughs> a huge game i mean alabama yeah. and lsu is always going to be a huge game for sure from you know from the end of time mm-hmm. but going into the game it i i truly believe a hundred hundred and ten percent believe that everybody on their roster knew that we were the better team. I mean, Coach O said it on Monday that we were the better team and we were going to go down there and beat them. And literally, I, I honestly can say that I feel like everybody believed that we were the a better team. And yeah. you know, and we went out there and proved it. Like you said, the, the score mm-hmm. doesn't tell the story. The, 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 the score doesn't tell the story of that butt what we gave in two thousand nine. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it it really it really was that though. You know, everybody really uh, felt and believed in each other. Mm-hmm. I want to get into the the fun stuff now. So obviously, you just went to the Senior Bowl. That was your first kind of, I guess, you're dipping your toes into the whole NFL experience. Um, had a really good week there. You did a lot of different things. I kind of wanted to touch on like, so in the Senior Bowl, it's kind of your first chance to get around these scouts, get around these teams. I know you did some linebacker stuff. You did some safety stuff. You you did a little bit of both. So kind of from your senior bowl week, what are you taking away from kind of where teams are projecting you playing that at the next level? Uh, maybe they roll the role they see you in and where they see you well, kind of fitting in in the NFL level. Well, the, well, the story well the story about the senior bowl was you know I you know I you know I came in uh, really liked to play because uh, you know I had I thought you know I was going to play linebacker. Uh, going to the, I mean, I'm sorry. I thought I was going to play safety, safety going into right. the senior bowl, and um, you know, due to COVID-19 and somebody coming in with an injury, Mr. Nagy came and asked me to uh, play linebacker, and just 
like I would do and normally <laughs> do, I said, sure, why not? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, you know, I, I did that. And, you know, I was able to learn – I was able to really learn the wheel backer position. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I, pl- I went to go play inside linebacker, but that was more on third down. And that's why I uh, was telling my, uh, inter- you know, my parents, uh, especially my mom, because she, you know, uh, God bless her soul, she she really doesn't know anything about football. <laughs> uh, uh, third uh, third down, third down inside linebacker is totally different than a wheel backer on first right. and second down. So at LSU, that's when I would go play my inside linebacker uh, is on third down. So being able to learn the position on first and second pretty cool experience and it basically showing the team I'm willing to do whatever I'm not one of those guys that's going to poke his lip out and is going to get upset because it's, it's a team for me to play with a linebacker uh, uh, you know I, I felt like that I proved that but you know being out there um, and still being able to make plays at a foreign position uh, I felt like uh, did me a lot of justice and you know th- this is the things that I got from the teams you know they really just asked me where, where I felt comfortable at and I just told them, like, basically what I did in 2019. And it really does and, – and honestly, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter because uh, I feel comfortable wherever. Uh, like I said um, at the beginning of the interview, um, I look at myself as the most versatile person uh, in this draft. I mean, you know, you know, you, they, try, they try to go and uh, say some other guys are versatile, but when you look at their film, like I say again, they never played in the post. Or, uh, you know, they never played in the half. They're always in the box. Or vice right. versa. They want to say they're versatile, but they never were really in the box. They were, you know, out covering slot slot uh, receiver. They were never in uh, playing inside linebacker, outside linebacker. I'm the only one that did all of it. And, um, you know, I, I, I like I said, I feel comfortable doing all of it. So I, I think teams are just kind of just curious on where I feel most comfortable at. Yeah, the, when, when I'm doing my reports and everything, I always call call that type of player a football player because mm-hmm. y- it might not be an edge, it might not be a linebacker, it might not be a safety, but he's a football player, and you find a place to put him on the field and let him play football. And there's a lot of guys, you know, in the league now that, that yeah. do that. There's a lot of guys coming out in this draft that do a very similar thing. So it's cool to see right. how many, like you said, like not all of them have that experience as being like like you said, playing that single high spot down in the box, the linebacker, like you've done, you've lined up at edge. Like you've done so many different things. A lot of guys haven't, but there's just a lot of guys in this class who they're like that, you know, where not your instance, but they're that tweener mold. Like, oh, are they an outside linebacker? Are they a defensive end? We'll call them an edge and they're versatile. But like you, you actually have the experience playing those, you know, playing that versatility and and it's got to, it's going to help a ton. I think with the, the, the scouting side of things where teams are just going to be like, we'll just find a place for him. He'll play football. Right. Mm. Yeah. Not yeah that, That's the thing. I don't want to take away from what those guys. Right. Do, right. Cause what they, cause what they do is they, you know, they do what they do at a, at a very high level. But when you want to, you know, but when you want to get in a conversation of talking most versatile, uh, like I said, that, that that's what I'll point to, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm doing, uh, I feel like I'm doing that plus some. So, uh, yeah. but I'm definitely not taking away from what those guys do because those guys are really good at what they do. But if we want to talk about who's the most versatile person and who and who was and who played, uh, you know, who played the most versatile position at a high level in this draft, like I said, I, I, I you know, I don't, I, I can't really see anybody else uh, in this uh, draft that does that. Yeah, I feel like versatility is becoming more and more important in the NFL today. You know. 
with how how much the league wants to throw the ball, how how many creative minds are coming up through the ranks. Um, obviously, you have Sean McVay, you have Kellen Moore in Dallas, all of that. Can you, uh, kind of speaking to what you just kind of spoke on, um, can you, like, explain the differences if, with your responsibility and roles in Dave Aranda's scheme compared to the ones that you played in, uh, the, the defense you played in last season? Yeah, um, well, and one thing in Coach Aranda's scheme, he, he asked me and he trusts me to do more. Yeah. Um, and, and, and not saying Coach Blaney didn't trust me to do mm-hmm. more. It was, like I said, it was, it was just the offseason. Yeah. yeah uh, we didn't have an offseason to install all the things that he really wanted to do. For um, sure. As far as Coach Aranda, you know, he asked me, like you said, he asked me to play edge. He asked me to play outside linebacker. He asked me to play big nickel, different, you know, free safety, strong safety. He asked me to play all those things because, we had one, we had time uh, to do that, and he trusted me to learn the position. And the reason why, like you said, you hit it on it earlier was, you know, teams are looking for more versatile players is because yeah. you have the likes of the Alvin Kamara, the Christian, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, you got, you know, you have uh, tight ends like George Kittle, Travis yeah. Kelsey, that, yeah. you know, they line up at running back, but they're an extra receiver, you, mm-hmm. you know. or you know, So you need those guys to, to match that. Uh, uh, and today, in today's game is about uh, matchup and matching personnel. Um, yeah. it's not about just lining up and, you know, you know, PUE football just lining up and hitting each other in the mouth and whoever is the toughest <laughs> is going to win. <laughs> there's a little yeah. bit more thinking, there's more, a little bit more thinking to it now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's why you are uh, getting these versatile pieces, uh, you know, and, and it's all about being analytical and smart. Yeah. You hit on, um, <laughs> you hit on like Alvin Kamara and like, um, this kind of players in the NFL, George Kittle. Is there, who was the toughest, I guess, matchup you went up against in the SEC? Um, I know you went up get some really good running backs, receivers, and tight ends. Is there one, like, matchup that you're either more excited about than the rest or one that was more difficult than you thought? Or um, um, What was that I, like? I, I, to be honest with you, I think the, the most uh, difficult matchup that I had, the most mm-hmm. difficult matchup that I had was my uh, sophomore year against Texas A&M was uh, Jace Sternberg. I, I really yeah. – I, I think I, I felt like I did a good job on Jace. Um, I, I let up a one. I let up one uh, catch. You know, it was a rub route that he ran at, in one of the overtime games. But uh, you know, that, I think that was just a, just the the toughest matchup I had. But the one that I was really excited about, excited about, was uh, Kyle Pitts my junior year. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I was really excited about that. And you know, when you go back and look at that film, you know, I went three and zero against him. That you know, I argue. Uh, you know, they have some. You know, you may have some websites that said that I went two and one because of a passing appearance call, but when you look at that that call is questionable in itself. But uh, you know, you know, uh That's still good odds one. against him. Yeah. Right. Very yeah. Uh, I feel like it's very good odds. Um but I, I you know I, those were the two matchups that I was excited about and uh, my uh, most difficult matchups. Okay. Awesome. I wanted to ask you, kind of going back, I guess, kind of going back to the Senior Bowl, but just throughout this all season, can you talk about some of the maybe the teams that you've been in contact with, who've been reaching out to, you know, be interested in coming to your pro day or interested in scheduling some maybe Zoom meetings or something like that? Are you able to talk about that a little bit? Yes. Uh, you know, a couple of teams that I was able to talk to at the pro, uh, not sorry, at the pro day at the Senior Bowl were the Jets, the Bills, uh, the Eagles, uh, the Colts. Um, and I uh, recently just got on the phone with the 49ers. Um, so, 
you know, it, it's kind of, you know, it's getting hectic and it's going to start right. to pick back up because, you know, right now teams are focused on free agency and, sure. you know, we, we're kind of seeing everything that's going on. So it's going to start, it's going to start picking up here, uh, back up here soon. But, um, you know, it, it, you know, it's going to be a fun process. You just got to make it fun. Yeah. And you, you mentioned a few of those teams you mentioned are, you know, I, I know the Jets record hasn't been good, but they play a multiple defense. You know, they obviously just got rid of Jamal Adams, but Marcus May is a good, you know, defensive back that moves around, does so many different things. Jamal Adams obviously did that for him when he was there. 49ers as well kind of move their DBs and, you know, secondary defenders around a lot. So that, that makes a ton of sense, kind of the way those guys play and what your skill set is. That Those would be some good fits right there. So outside of football, this is my favorite part. We're only going to keep you for a few more minutes. But outside of football, you, you take the helmet off, you take the pads off. Jacoby Stevens, what does he enjoy doing? What's he like spending his time doing? What are his hobbies? What are his interests? Well, uh, you know, outside of football, I'm a family. I, I love being around my family. Uh, you know, I love having family time and uh, being around my uh, me, uh, my girlfriend, my mom, my dad, my sister. Uh aunts, uncle, and you just, I, I just love, you ask my family, I just love having everybody around, um, even though, even down to my dogs, uh, I just love having <laughs> everybody around and yeah. being together. Uh, but you know, other, you know, aside from family, you know, I, um, I aspire also, I aspire to be more, um, uh, you know, like, like LeBron James and, uh, um, another guy that I really look up to that a lot of people don't know cause they don't read and they don't do research, but, uh, John D Rockefeller. You know, guys, okay. you know, uh, guys these age, you know, they want to be the Elon Musk and you know, the Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and the whole yeah. time, those guys are trying to be John D. Rockefeller. So why right. not be John D. Rockefeller? Uh, so I just okay. do research on guys like him and uh, try to, you know, set, you know, my portfolio up or, uh, you know, set my uh, morals and set my uh, goals up to align with that type of success. So that's pretty interesting. Is there any, like, specific goals that you have outside of football kind of speaking on that oh yeah and, um i mean couple a couple of my goals is just you know um be, just being able to you know have my have my hand and have and just ha- being able to uh, have my hand and have some have uh, unlimited resources uh, within okay. you know uh just being able to uh be smart and being able to be a smart um a businessman um you know you, you're given a great opportunity you get you're given a great resource playing this game uh so why not use it and why not set it up for your kids and uh their kids and going down uh going down that line um so for me it's, it's all about create, creating generational wealth and being able to create a regime and a dynasty yeah, that's awesome, man. Awesome. Um, last question I got for you before we get you out of here. Whatever team does draft Jacoby Stevens, um, what is that fan base, what is that team, what is that organization, organization going to get in you as a player and as a person off the field? Well, as a, as a fan base and an organization, you don't have to worry about any off-the-field issues. I'm a high-character guy. Um, I'm, I'm somebody that's going to walk in uh, his integrity. Um, somebody that, you know, that's always going to, uh, be looking to do the, doing the right thing. And then some, um, uh, as on the field fans, are gonna, fans, you can expect, uh, and the organization can expect somebody that's a smart football player, a student of the game that has, uh, that's going to, uh, have passion for the game. Uh, someone that's always going to play a hard, uh, you're going to get an explosive player. You're going to get a versatile player. 
You're going to get somebody that, like I said, just that's really in love with the game of football, and uh, especially, you know, you know, you know, the city that I go to embrace me. I'm definitely going to embrace them, and it's going to. I think it's going to be a, a very uh, loyal and fun relationship uh, from years to come. Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. This was this was an awesome interview. I really enjoyed having you on. Uh, like I said, a really fun player, too. Uh, I love the versatility. We talked about the versatility, but I love just like the ability to cover, a little bit of tackle. I mean, it's just you can do so many different things. And as you just talked about, which I thought was really, really good, we talked about how it's so important in today's NFL to not just line up across from the person and beat them. It's important for you to you know match up guys with, with guys that can match up with other people. Um, other players and I think that's so important in today's league when you you know you don't have a you don't have a slot corner on a you know six foot three wide re- Justin Jefferson you know you have a guy right. like yourself that can get into the slot can cover he can play the run you're not having to just you know hope that your five ten slot corner can line up against you know mm-hmm. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson because yeah. right it's just not right. how and, the and, league and, works and, anymore <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, you, you just can't you just can't uh, do that because you know you, you like like Justin did to him, a lot of guys this year. Uh, LSU <laughs> guy, I'm glad you said him. You made a guy a lot of guys look silly. Yep. And yep. Uh, so so the best thing to do is you know is is scheme them up because mm-hmm. uh, you know so you know there's certain things that you know watching film you got to see what Justin does and and, that, and that's why these defensive coordinators get paid so like that. So you got to put your uh, you know your best guys. In the in best position in in mm-hmm. good position. So, uh, like like you said, you hit it you hit it on a uh, on a uh, on a uh, head. It's it's um it's not checkers. It's chess. So you, yep. you have you have nice pieces. You know, you, you, and you and you put them in certain situations to be able to produce and be being able to, uh, you know, play play good defense on the defense side of the ball and and, and vice versa. Match up football, man. That's what we call it a lot on the pad mm-hmm. podcast. We talk about, but uh. You called it DBU. We just talked about the receivers. It's probably wide receiver U, too. Yeah. I mean, LSU's just turning I mean, it to a... I mean, it, I mean, it is everything. I mean, it's receiver U, DBU. <laughs> you got a lot uh, of running backs in the run, league, run, too. Running run, 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 run back Lineback, U, I mean, Devin White, linebacker, Patrick Queen. Linebacker U. I mean, we can, we can go down the list, and, and, and then, you know, from your, you know, with Joe Burrow coming through, we're about to start QBU. That's so, right. And it's gonna get to the point. It's gonna get to the point if you want to. I mean, and and that's how it is now. If you want to go to the NFL, you need to come to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for three to four years, and I promise you, you get to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong, and it's turning yeah, into hard to argue. So. I had a hmm. quick question to kind of finish us off. You know, I know, uh, you know, you guys down there in Louisiana love to eat food. Um, are you a big Cajun food guy? Do you like a crawfish? Are you into that scene, well, or you kind of prefer something else? Well, well, see, my family's from uh, Louisiana, uh-huh. and uh, so you know when we when we were living in Tennessee, all I ate were, you know, um, dishes and meals that are from down here. So, but my <laughs> okay. favorite, so my but my favorite dish uh, or my favorite meal, um, I, I would say I wouldn't even call it a meal. I would say food. Um, okay. If if you guys were to come, I would take you to go get some boudin. <laughs> and it'll be on yeah. the other side of it'll be on the other side of Chafalaya, like around Lafayette, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know Crowley area. That that's where I would take you guys. I take you guys to go get some boudin from um, on the other side of Chafalaya. Chafalaya, and okay. uh, that that definitely would change your life. <laughs> well, hopefully, COVID will be done and we can make our trip to Baton Rouge <laughs> yeah. and go go try right. this before Let's you get drafted. 
Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was awesome, Jacoby. Thanks so much for coming on, man, yeah. and I, I really appreciate your time. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> <laughs>